0: Good morning or good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Parenthood for Real. I'm Hannah, your host. Um, So today I figured we'll do a life story. Um, I know I did a get to know me Q&A, but this is going to be more in depth on certain things. And we're just going to go from there. So we're going to start from like where I can actually remember, I guess, um, As a kid, I feel like I was a social butterfly. I I mean, I remember my mom always telling me, you're my social butterfly, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I feel like that's a good thing. But I want to say, so I remember who my preschool teacher was. And she's actually like still a teacher to this day. I ran into her a few months ago when we were getting Killian ready for preschool. And I was like... This is crazy. Um, I loved her. I remember being in her class, and I just thought she was the most amazing thing. And I know I never said her name right. Um, And then, like, I remember my teachers from preschool probably up until third grade, I don't remember, but I do remember quite a few of them. I feel like up until fifth grade and then you have like so many other teachers for middle school and high school. So yeah, I feel like most of my teachers were very great. Um, A lot of them didn't scare me, you know, but that's a little tidbit of information on my school years. Um, And we'll get more into like high school years in a little bit. So I have, like, topics down and what I plan on talking about. Um, so I'm just going to kind of read off of what I've written down, and we'll go from there. Was my childhood good or bad? I'd say it was good, you know? It was an average childhood. Nothing too crazy. We weren't rich. We weren't poor. We were... It seems like we were getting by. Um, I remember... Going to preschool, and it was like this dingy old building. It wasn't filthy, but it was just very old, and it's been torn down since. But I remember that's where we went to preschool at, and I felt like it was such a small building, and I'm sure it was. But, yeah, Um, I remember going to kindergarten, and I remember my teacher... And I feel like everyone wanted to have her as a teacher. I don't know if that was just me or what, but I felt so lucky to have her. And some of my childhood best friends were made in that classroom. Um, When we weren't in school, we would either stay at, like, my grandparents' or Aunt Dorothy and Uncle Dan's house, which they live in Tulsa. So what we would do is we would ride with my dad Into Tulsa because he works in Tulsa and then he would drop us off and then pick us up. Um, I remember on like the days that we couldn't go over there, we would watch my dad leave for work. And I can't speak on my sister's behalf, but I remember just like missing them. I remember my aunt was the one I would call when I was upset or... Just like I got in trouble or something and I would want to call her. And I found that to be weird because in my very first episode, I mentioned that um, I would want to go back to the years that she was alive and she wasn't even family, but she loved my sister and I, and I'm sure my mom and dad just as much. She loved us so much. Like, it's like we were her kids and she, I... She was a wonderful woman. I remember like if my uncle Dan would do something, she'd go, damn it, Dan. (laughs) And me and Alyssa thought that was so funny because, you know, like my parents didn't cuss around us, but she would let that fly. And me and Alyssa thought that was hilarious. Um, So, yeah, that's a little bit. But also with them. I have more memories with them than I do my actual grandparents. Why? I don't know. But I do, and I'm okay with that because, like I said, they are the ones who showed me that you don't have to be family or blood to be family. And I love that they taught me that. Um, I remember them taking us to, like, the mall because since they lived in Tulsa, they could go to the mall. So we would go to the mall, and then... um, Sometimes me and Alyssa would always, like, unbuckle our seatbelts when we'd be, like, pulling up to their street, and then Uncle Dan would, like, go super fast and then slam on the brakes, and we would go flying, and they had a van. I hate vans, but they had a van. And I think for most of their life, they did have a van. And I never really understood that. Like, maybe some people just like vans in general, but... I just remember goofing off and Uncle Dan would always break check us. They, yeah, they are greatly missed and I still have such good memories with them. And I'm glad that I have those memories to just make me happy or, you know, I can sit back and know that I was truly loved. Um, My sister Alyssa uh we were I feel like we just weren't really close sisters growing up I feel like we just I mean all kids fight but I feel like we just fought a lot and like we didn't want to be around each other um she started playing drums when I think she was 11 so I was let's see I was 8 maybe 7 7 or 8 um and then she like got into a band they played at their high school um what do they call them? Freaking talent shows. Yeah, she played in that, and I thought she was so cool. Um, I thought I was so cool because my sister played drums, and that is that was like strictly a man's, like a man's world. Like only boys play drums. I felt felt like that's what it felt like, and my sister was breaking that. She was playing drums, and she was kick ass. Um. And I remember her band, her very first band, like they would go to shows and they would play shows. And I remember my mom, since Alyssa couldn't drive at the time, I remember my mom would always show for her and the girls around. It was an all-girl band. And I just thought that was so cool. I thought it was cool that my mom was letting her pursue her dreams at such a young age. And I thought it was cool that it was also a girl band. But after that... after that band decided to like call it quits you know move on Alyssa still pursued her dreams of drumming like being a drummer Um, and she has she's 29 now 28, 29 sorry Alyssa if I get that wrong but she has traveled the world drumming she has gone to Germany and played festivals like she has made it uh, she's still living her life. She's still drumming and does jobs on the side. Um, but, yeah, I just always thought that was so cool that she was a girl drummer. Um, my, my, my. How was your relationship with your immediate family? Um, immediate as, like, mom, dad, sister. I mean, I guess. Okay. Um, It was alright. I mean, I feel like it was just typical. Wow. Sorry, I'm doing this with my son home and yeah, you can just hear everything. Um, I feel like it was okay, you know, just your typical family. Um, How was your mom? What did she do? What made her unique? My mom was awesome. My mom was kick-ass, as I said before. She really, you know... She taught Alyssa and I how we deserve to be treated and you know she kind of taught us like I feel like the fundamental things in life like work hard you get what you deserve stuff like that um you know like you can't just make it by in life without working as I say I'm stay-at-home mom but I believe that is a job like I'm not just sitting on my butt every day doing nothing Um but she was always she was always a work mom like she didn't like to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom which is completely fine Um so I remember she had one job with like a corporate and then she went on to another job and then finally, she. I feel like the ultimate thing she taught us was entrepreneurship, if I said that right. Um, because then she started her own cleaning company, and you know she had that for ten plus years. Because <laughs> me and then me and Alyssa helped her out in the summer, or took me a while to start helping out, but Alyssa was already game for it, and then. When I graduated, I did that with her for a while and then I got a job. But, um, yeah, I feel like she taught us, like, you know, be ourselves, be who we truly are, um, know what we deserve, and then entrepreneurship. Like, I feel like that's what she has taught us. And I'm sure she's taught us more, but that's what sticks out. Um, my dad was a workaholic. Um Still is to this day. Nothing's changed. Just his positions, I feel like, in his job. Um, He was just all around a work guy. You know, people saw him as a cowboy because he would wear cowboy hats. We had cows. We have horses. Um, And so he loved doing that. That was, like, what he liked to do on the side. Um, But, yeah, I feel like that's kind of... It on his part. How were you raised in your household? Um, Christian. Hardcore Christian. Um You know, like, me and Ellis and I, I know I never read the Bible. Like, I tried to and I just could not get into it. And I know it's hard to say that with the fact that it's a religion and you should do it if you are that religion. But I just, I couldn't. I could not sit there and read it and then you know figure out what that meant and i'm sure like now that i'm grown up i could i just haven't yet honestly um but i feel like we were raised hardcore christian we live in the bible belt um you know if you do this you're wrong you do this you're wrong if you go this way though you're fine. God loves you. Um, it was very strict, not just with uh, religion, but it was just a very strict household in general as well. All right. So we're going to move on to like teenage years. So like middle school to high school, but probably going to skip the middle school part. I don't really remember a lot of middle school, probably because nothing great ever happened. It's just you know, I was still just your average preteen going into teenage years. Um, what did you do for fun? So, I, I made quite a few friends. That social butterfly helped a lot. Um, you know, I created a lot of good friendships in middle school that carried on into high school, I feel like. Um, and then, you know, just a regular sleepovers and then when I got into high school those sleepovers turned into going somewhere else like going to a party or um, saying we're staying one place when we're going to a different place and stuff like that Um, there was always one or two friends that moms were just like yeah just be back in time or you know be safe and I love that because when I was 15 I was diagnosed with epilepsy So I was out on getting my driver's license. I never got to take a permit test. I never got to take a driver's license test. None of that. Um, And so I feel like 15 and up in high school, I I was just trying to get by. I was just trying to stay what I would say was happy at that time. And just cope with whatever the heck was going on. Because... When I turned 15, my aunt died two months, two or three months later. And, you know, like, she wasn't blood, but she was, like, another mom to me, I feel like. And my whole world, I felt, came crashing down. Like, on Facebook, I'll get memories from that time period if it fits, like, if it's that day or whatever, 10 years later. Um I'll get memories of that and I just I could tell how hurt I was um because how she died was tragic um you know no one expected it and then bam like she's gone and then in 2012 of May my uncle passed away and you know, they say it's from heartbreak because he had a heart attack and I've never thought of it like that. But I think it's a beautiful way to look at it is that the fact that he they were married for, I think, 50 plus years, you know, that was his person. And I think to say he died of heartbreak, I think it's beautiful and, you know, deserving of that. Um I find it to be true. If you love someone that much and then that happens, I don't know. I maybe that's just me wanting to hope for the best and say that's what caused it. But I think it's just a beautiful way to put things out there. Was I a rebel or did I respect my parents? I respected my parents, but I definitely rebelled. That's going into like the fact of like having epilepsy, I couldn't drive myself drive myself anywhere. I couldn't, you know, I had to rely on people from the age of 15 and still going. I have to rely on everyone else around me to hopefully get me to and from places if I need to be there or stuff like that. But I definitely rebelled. I don't think, like, I don't think my sister ever really rebelled, but my sister was allowed to do much more than what I was able to do. And I don't know if that's because she was the older sibling or what, but... um, she was definitely... I think we could go back and forth, me and her, on who was able to do the most between us. But I feel like it was definitely her. Did I like being home? No. And I think I tried to stay out of the house a lot of the time. Like, I think, I think once I hit, like, junior and senior year, I was actually... Staying at friends' houses, I was going over there after school, I was doing this, I was doing that with them. I was doing everything I could to get out of the house. I mean, granted, a lot some of that time, too, was them helping me with homework or vice versa, or we're just going to get food. Um, But, you know, I spent a lot of times with friends, and I liked that. I enjoyed being out of the house because I didn't like feeling cooped up. Did I party? I think I answered that answered that already, but yes, I did party. It's not like I did hardcore drugs. I just illegally drank and smoked weed. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, how did school mainly high school years treat you? Uh, you know, I feel like I feel like it treated me fine. I didn't get bullied. Um, I just had some crappy friends. That I thought treated me good. Um, High school. If you asked me if I ever wanted to go back to high school. The answer would be a hot no. Um, Not worth it. Not worth reliving. You know. Those hard times. Because I was in high school when I got. My diagnosis of epilepsy. And. People didn't understand it. People didn't know why I wasn't driving. And I felt awkward. I felt. Very awkward, and I didn't like talking about it. I still rarely like talking about it. But um, a lot of trauma, I feel like, happened during my high school years of health and just a lot of other things. And, yeah, I just would not want to relive that. If I don't have to, I don't want to. Um. Let's see. So... I've already told you when I was diagnosed um, my mom highly believes it's because of a vaccine I got and it's called the Gardasil shot I don't know if they're going to come after me for saying that but she does believe it's because of that Um, my sister got the same shot I think she got all three if I'm not mistaken but you know they don't really tell you the side effects or what could happen but my mom is very sure it's because of that shot. How it changed everything. Um, well, I couldn't drive. Um, my seizures were and still are uncontrolled. Um, like I can go years, as in like one or two years, and not have a grandma seizure. But I still have like tremors here and there. And that's like the big thing on why I still don't drive. Because, you know, some neurologists will be like oh that's fine but when you add a kid into it it's just like i'm not gonna get my license because i want it um i want to be completely clear of seizures if that's even possible before i get my license because i'm not only putting my life in danger but i'm putting my son and other people around me who are driving in danger and i'm a grown-up i i think logical i think the outcome of for everyone basically did people treat me differently um yeah there were some people there were some people um like i yeah there were some people some were teachers some were friends in quotes um yeah i made a really great friend who understood basically everything in high school And her friendship meant the world to me. Um, She's off doing great things. Uh, She's one of the smartest people I know, but she also was battling um, an illness you can't see. But talking to her, you know, she made me feel validated. And yeah, that was one of the best friendships I've had. Did anyone understand what was actually happening? I don't think so. For the longest time, I think my mom thought I was just doing something that everyone else was doing. And then we got me diagnosed and she was like, oh, shit. Um, But honestly, like I didn't even understand what was happening. Uh, I had never seen a seizure. I've never, well, I've never seen one and I never knew what epilepsy was. It's not like it's a common thing to talk about. Um. yeah. So I feel like no one really understood what was happening. I felt like we were trying to find the right doctor for me. Um, either one was too cold or one was over-medicating. It felt like reactions to medications and still going to school. So I have been through all the medications out there I think for epilepsy. Um, they have mixed. They have overdosed honestly one doctor did I think overdose me on medication Um, but I had really bad reactions to certain medications I can't I can't think of the name of one of them but it was like when I was taken off of it because it was making me sick I was throwing up every morning and still going to school you know like I could be up from 12 to 4 and I would still get up and go to school it didn't stop me but I was miserable but when they took me Depakote that was the name of it when they took me off Depakote it felt like I was coming like like I was having withdrawals from this medication and I just remember how painful how nasty I felt and just like my skin crawling basically and all from a medication that's supposed to help you. And I knew that wasn't okay. Um, But yeah, I had really bad reactions, weight loss. um, And I had like people telling me I looked sick at school, mainly teachers would tell me that and be like, because I looked sick, I felt sick and I wasn't putting on weight. Um, So it was a lot. It was a lot to handle at 15, 16, 17 years old in high school when, you know, looks are everything. Um, But I think that's kind of what helped me not give a shit about my looks as much as my weight. Because, you know, all throughout those years, I was so small. And that's what I was known for. I was just a small girl. I was 4'11", weighing at like 80 90 pounds and then you know you grow up you have a baby and your body completely changes and I think I've struggled a lot with that um but I love my body so much now like I couldn't be more grateful for how I feel in my body and how I look and I'm just thankful that I finally got over that and stopped caring about those little things Okay, moving on. My son wiped the booger on the chair and it's on my freaking sleeve. Okay, did you go to college? Why or why not? I did not go to college. I did not go to college because, one, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And, two, I didn't want to spend my parents' money if I knew I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my parents weren't the ones who were like, yeah, you can go to a big college. No, it'd be just TCC. But even then, even though they have a program to basically pay for it, I still did not want to go until I knew what I wanted to do. And then I realized you don't have to go to college. You can definitely thrive in a career and not go to college. My sister didn't go to college and she's living her best life. So, yeah. Yeah. What did I do after high school? I worked with my mom for a little bit. Um, and then I think in, I don't know what, 2000, maybe 2014, like it was only a few months I think I worked with her because I would work with her in the summers when I felt like it. And then when I graduated, I found a job and worked at an educational daycare and that was very overwhelming i had i think six one-year-olds and i love kids to death but i was like okay i can't do this like i'm not a teacher I, i i'm not they can get much more from someone else than they can from me and then i went to quick trip and yeah would you ever relive your oh I answered that already i would not relive my high school years i i would love to see um some of my like very few friends I would love to see some of them but not like rekindle anything uh, just like say hey how you doing and then move on with life when did I move out I moved out I was either 18 or 19. Did I follow my dreams? No, I did not follow my dreams. I was, I'm very scared to follow my dreams. Like, so doing this, this is one of my dreams that I didn't even know existed. But actually going through and starting a podcast and talking to you guys was a big thing. Like, I've talked to one of my friends about how I get anxious when people hear my voice not in person because I think it sounds weird or I don't like the way it sounds I'm very very critical of it, and so doing this was a huge step for me, and I love it. I love it so much. I love talking to you guys, and I love, you know, sharing life, stories, anything like that with you. It's been fun, and I'm glad that I actually did it. Did I love escaping the house I grew up in? Yes. Yes, I did. Sorry, Mom and Dad, but I did. I needed to get out of there okay now we're going to move on to jake and i's relationship so so to preface this we moved very fast um he saw me in quick trip and he i don't even think he listens to these so if you do listen to this one sorry babe um he saw me at quick trip and he like lived in the apartments behind my store um And he said, basically, he thought I was the prettiest girl in the world. And I was like, that's so freaking cute. Um, So anyways, he added me on Facebook. And then like a few weeks later, I feel like, because I didn't think anything of it. He saw me at Quick Trip and I didn't see him. I was working and I just didn't see him. Um, And then he sent me a message on Facebook a few weeks later with a bear waving hello. And I don't know what it is about that message. But I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is great already. Um, Yeah, so just after that, I went on a date with him. And I think he's honestly the first guy I went on an actual date with. Um, He wanted to take me somewhere fancy, and I wanted to go to Waffle House. So we went to freaking Waffle House, and I had a great time. How long have we been together? We've been together for five years, married for four we have one child, as you know, Killian. What do you love about your relationship? Oh, um, I love a lot of things about our relationship. I love that, you know, he has taken me, not taken me in, but, you know, he's accepted me for who I am, for what is in my, like, what baggage I have, as in, like, health issues, stuff like that. Um and that meant a lot to me because i felt like no one really understood and i felt like dating years i couldn't be myself because i couldn't just go to some guy's house or go to the mall and hang out with him i had to rely on someone to take me and i was embarrassed by that and then he came around and he you know he showed me what like true love was and knowing that i it doesn't matter like what baggage I have because everyone has baggage. How is marriage and was the first year easy? No, the first year was not easy. Um so if you put two and two together, Killian is four years is (laughs) Killian is four years old and we have been married for four years. I was actually like eight months pregnant when we got married. So we in quotes, I guess you could say, had a baby out of wedlock. Um, so the very first year was really hard. You know, we had a newborn one month after, I think it, so one month and one day after we had gotten married. So, you know, life really kicked in, I would say. But I think, you know, those honeymoon year. <laughs> Um, I think it was perfect. I think it was great. And, you know, he, like I said, he accepted it. And he was ready for this new challenge of having a child already. And, yeah. He's very mature about it. What's it like being a firewife? Is it hard? Being a firewife is really something. It's a nonstop, I feel like, life. Um... Not only do I have to schedule around someone who's going to be helping us out, I have to schedule around his schedule. If I want him to try to be at a therapy appointment or doctor's appointment, I have to schedule that around his schedule. I have to make sure that he remembers not to take overtime. Stuff like that. Um, Yeah. It's very hectic. And it's not for the week, I feel like. Okay. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, Killian's in the background having the time of his life. Okay, Killian and his diagnosis. So when I was pregnant with Killian, I had multiple, multiple, multiple grand mal seizures. And this is me saying, I know it's not my fault he has autism. I know I probably couldn't have prevented it. Um, but the pregnancy was very hard. I loved being pregnant. I loved it so much. I would not change it for the world, but there were many times that our lives were put at risk. Um, and every time I had a seizure, Jake was at work. I'm not really sure what that's about. I don't know why it always happened like that. I don't know if it was like, Killian has gotten into marbles ASMR. So that's what that is in the background. Um... I don't know if, I don't know if like me having the seizures alone at home while I was pregnant was like a god thing almost, like him saying, you can do this, like you don't always have to rely on people, but you know, it was a lot, it was, yeah, it was just a lot and um, yeah. Lillian was not an easy baby, nor an easy toddler, which, you know, all of that stems from the fact that when we got his diagnosis, everything made sense after that. Um, I was just happy to be a mother. I, I was a kid at church in the, who wanted to get out of, like, um, Sunday school to go to the nursery and hold the babies, stuff like that. Or get out of service and go hold the babies. I always wanted a child and I want more. But time will tell. And so that's basically like my life in a timeline. Um, our lives now are still hectic. Um, my mom is definitely like my support system. Um. Jake works, and he's very good at working around, like, if we need him home or if we don't, stuff like that. We, you know, we make it work. That's, that's what I feel like marriage is, is we make things work because we love each other. Um, and right now, Killian is in school full-time. He goes to therapy once a week, and his therapist is awesome. The place he goes to is awesome. Um, it's, you know, he's surrounded by so many people that love him. I can't tell you how many people know him at school because of me, Jake, or my mom and dad. And so he is wrapped around with so much love. And then we take him to his therapy place. And again, it's like a perfect fit for him. He's excited to go. He's not scared. Um, you know, we are all growing in this journey that's called life and, We can only be thankful for what has happened, that we're still here, that things are going well and that we're happy. Um, But yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. I'm thankful. I'm blessed. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.